just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. Hello and welcome. My name is Sharina Smith, and we also have Tracy Moore with us. Hello, Tracy. Hey, Miss Smith. And we also have Sasha Giles. Hello, Sasha. Hello. How are you? Okay. Well, today we're going to talk about the five love languages. Now, a little bit about the five love languages. They were created by Gary Chapman. Gary is an author, pastor, and counselor. And in the early 1990s, he was seeing a lot of people for marriage counseling. And what he found out was a lot of people were very frustrated as it relates to how their marriage was going. A lot of people were expressing, you know, I'm doing all I can to make this marriage work, and it's still, it's still not enough. So what he did was, after years of gathering notes, he came up with five love languages. And so, Tracy, can you tell us what those five love languages are? Okay, the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. Wow. That is a lot. So I guess what we'll do now is really try to break them down and see what the, and so we can figure out or tell people what they mean. Okay. I think that's a perfect time considering that this is February and the month of love, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So um, I know that words of affirmation um, for one of the five love languages is just acknowledging um, some of the positive things that you're doing well or you're doing right in a relationship. Um, it can be as um, simple as thank you so much for doing the laundry, um, or it can be as in-depth as um, if you're in a sexual relationship, I like it when you do this and so forth and so on. So I think that um, an individual who does receive or um, have that need for words of affirmation um, just need to be reaffirmed that what they're doing is accurate or what they're doing is um, a step in the right direction to sustain this relationship. Hey, and quality time. Okay, quality time. That's that big QT we like to say. <laughs> um, and for some people, it's different. So um, a, a big, good understanding of quality time, it means putting down a cell phone, turning off the TV, giving somebody your undivided attention. So if you can spend time together, sometimes it's in, outside, it could be inside, but it's giving that person your undivided attention during a certain period of time. It could be an hour. It could be two days. But quality time, the big QT is just you and that person, that special someone. Okay. And I would take physical touch. So with physical touch, that can mean many things. For example, just hugging them, um, holding their hands, um, rubbing their back. Just some sort of intimate touch. And it doesn't have to be sexual. A lot of times when people think about physical touch, that means having sex. But that's not the case. It's just having that direct um, interaction or that physical connection with that person. That's what physical touch means. Yeah, and acts of service is the next love language. And acts of service um, 
I know from a woman's standpoint, and I can only speak as a um, a woman, um, that act of service is identifying, um, doing some of the things around the house, uh, maybe helping with the dishes, um, putting gas in the car, picking up um, dinner um, on the way home. So different things like that, that says that I'm thinking about what may be stressful and helping to unload some things off of your plate. Um, and then recognizing that that is going to be enough to fill up that person's emotional um, love bank. Okay. okay. And the last one, if receiving gifts is one of you, is your love language, that's the act of just being affectionate and giving. And that person usually feels um, loved when to know that you spent that much time to think of me and you spent that much time to really pick that card out. You know, if you're giving somebody a card, but just that act of giving a gift and thinking that this person's thought so much of me and that's how I see love. Okay, so we done went through the five love languages. So now we're going to discuss why is it important that you know your own love language? Like, do you all know your own love, love language? Yes, I know mine. It changes a lot. <laughs> so um, it's important to to know yours because it's like, how can you love somebody if you don't even know how to be loved? Mm-hmm. You know, so if if I know that I like receiving gifts during this season and not not necessarily necessarily February or February 14th but when a person gives me gifts that I am just elated and again you spent that much time to think of me yeah you can wash the dishes you can do that but take some time out of your day and just think of me and go get me something and then when you see me you've been like here baby here boo I am just so like oh he worked so hard and he just did all this for me. And it just makes me feel so kind of ooey gooey. Mm. So as it relates to um, why it's important to know your love language, like you said, if you don't know yourself, no one can love you. So really figuring out what is it that you like. So that means, you know, really spending time with yourself. I know with in this day of time and time, you know, we do a lot of things for other people. So it's very important that you check in with yourself and figure out what is it I like? What is it that I want? Because that makes you feel good. So it's very important that the person that you're with, um, they know what it is that make you feel good. And I know what mine is service, um, acts of service, like really doing things for me, like the laundry, washing the clothes, that means a lot to me as it relates to service. So really figuring out what works for you and being able to communicate it with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that kind of hits home um, right now because we've spent a lot of time um, in a very stressful environment um, as far as society goes. And right now we're looking for, um, human beings may be looking for that identity to latch on to and feel supported and feel loved. Um, and a lot of times, if we don't know our own love language, it's very hard for us to articulate um, how we feel appreciated and how we get that um, affection and fill up our emotional love bank. Um, so in a time when we're all very stressed or very anxious and um, we have a lot of information coming from us, um, bombarding us at all different areas and avenues. 
it can be very challenging to take a step back and say, what do I need in order to fill myself back up for the next day to continue to push on in the world? And if you don't know yourself, then it's going to be very hard to expect someone else to provide that emotional um, love and support if you can't articulate that. Because you hear a lot of times, like in relationships, oh, he just doesn't do nothing for me. He's not needing this. He's not doing it. Does he even know? Yeah. It's like, did you take the time to say, look, you brought me flowers. I don't even like flowers, you know, mm -hmm. but most women like flowers. Don't bring me flowers. Do something. Let that other person know what it is that you that you need. And I think we fail in not telling that person and that that'll help them understand. It's like, well, why doesn't he respond the way when I made up the bed? Why wasn't he like, wow. Because that's not how he sees it. Yeah. Again, we're talking like quality time for him is I want to be by myself. But to me, quality time is me being with you. Sure. So you have to make sure you have that dialogue with your with your boo to find out your partner, what it is that um, how do they receive love or what it is that they need or what is it that I'm not giving if I feel that, well, I did this because I love it. Yeah, I appreciate it, but do it this way. Or give me this, and I'll feel more love coming from you. Well, it sounds like that's a lot of communication, right? I was getting ready to say that. Yeah, just the simple fact of being able to communicate what your love language is. So there's multiple layers to this um, when we think about love is that first we have to recognize what and how we need to be loved. Um, so we have to recognize what love is to us because there are a lot of different layers of how love is defined in each individual. Um, it comes from values. It comes from um, beliefs. It comes from your family upbringing. It comes from all of those types of aspects. So once you have identified what love truly is to you and for you, then you have to be able to communicate that to somebody else who you want to receive love from. Um, and that takes a lot of patience that takes a lot of time it takes a lot of um, introspection into yourself because you have to make sure that you're communicating that in a way that's going to be received from the one that you want to receive that love from um, so approaching that person saying you know that's not how I want to be loved or that's not how I appreciate things it's going to be very aggressive and assertive mm -hmm. um, or aggressive I should say versus maybe having a dialogue with that person so communication and conversation versus barking um, are oh. very different. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. But like you said, you got you you will have to spend a lot of time with yourself, though. Mm -hmm. I know in this day and time, we give and get give and give and give, but you got to be intentional and spend time with yourself to understand what is it that you want. And I think that's where a lot of people come up short. Um, is that there needs to be a lot of time spent with yourself understanding, A, what type of experience you've had with love okay. and making sure that that may be positive in the next relationship that you come into. So the love that you may have experienced in the past may not be the healthiest or helpful. So making sure that you've learned from that and then not bringing it into your current relationship with the partner that you want to receive the love from as well. Um, and I think that's hard for people. Yeah, that's that's a challenge because, you know, coming out of a relationship, you nine times out of 10, you bring in some of that trash with you. Mm -hmm. You know, those, those feelings and you're looking for the same 
you're looking for signs that resembled something in the in that past broken relationship. However, you're not dealing with the same person. So even if it's the same thing, how that person handles it is going to be different than the other person. So the result is going to be different. So if you come in uh, with, with one with one mindset, your partner comes in with a different mindset. Y'all have to get to a common mindset. Mm-hmm. And y'all are two different individuals trying to become one. And you have to find out what works best for the one, not the individual. It's the new one. So if I have to love you differently than the last relationship, show me that. And, it, and you have to learn it. You have to. We said the word intentional. You have to be intentional about what is it that I want out of this relationship? What am I putting in? Because you got to put in instead of taking all out. Mm -hmm. So am I communicating? Does he know? Does she know? You know, we we own a lot of it. And I think we're not happy with ourselves a lot. We don't know our true self. We're so far from it because we've changed from relationship to relationship to relationship. And it's like, what happened to Tracy? Who is she at? Because I was this for this man. I was this for this man. Where am I at? Mm-hmm. So now that I, if I get a time, if I make the space, because it's important to find that self-care okay. and really find out who you are and be happy with self before you can even expect somebody else to make you happy or for you to do the same thing to somebody else. So how do you love yourself? If your love language is gift, do you even gift yourself? If your love mm-hmm. language is service, do you serve yourself? Yeah. I like that. Quality time, do you spend time with yourself? Yeah. yeah. And how does that look yeah. when you do those things? I love yourself first. My eyes just lit up, Miss Tracy. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's one thing that we, um, as human beings, kind of fall short on because we're so used to giving and trying to fill up other people's. Um, emotional love banks that we could definitely fall short with our own. And then when it's time to fill up, we're expecting someone else to do that. Um, and that may not always be the case. Um, and I think that also with our love languages, it changes as we get older. Yes. The same thing that we liked in our 20s may not be the same thing that we liked in our 30s. And the same thing that we liked when we did not have kids may not be the same thing that we like when we do have kids. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like we're reassessing all the time. Yeah, all the time. Like reassessing and figure out what works now because what works now, you know, didn't work then, but it works at this present time. So I really like that reassessing. And also I hear a lot about compromising. You know, you have to really compromise as it relates to, you know, you know, really, you know, really working with that person and also, you know, sometimes putting your needs aside to figure out what is important for what is important to them. So why is it important for us to know our partner's um, love language? Well, it'll reduce a whole lot of argument. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the piece of peace in the house. But it's it's the same, you know, that that's the person you chose to be with then you, you got to love them 100, just like you love yourself. And what, whatever it takes, you learn that art. If it's something new today, you learn that. If it's something different tomorrow or next month, then you learn that. And you, you keep love alive. You keep, it, you keep it going. You keep the fire going. And it's what you put in. We, we, if you can't identify it or you see you're struggling, you take the time to like, okay, 
What can we do differently? Because apparently what we're doing, even if it's good, it's not good enough because I know I can love you better or you can seem or appear more happy. You know, if it is it something I can do and just take it and don't feel like, oh, I did something wrong. It's all you grow from one another as you learn one another. Like you say, it changes. A job can change your love language. <laughs> Again, children, when it was just me and you, Quality time was different. Now we got a child. Try to find a babysitter on a Friday night when y'all just want to get up and go out. It's different. You can't do that anymore. So how do you make that quality time now with a child? You have to learn your spouse's reaction. You have to learn. You just got to shift. Be able to do the matrix. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that because we have to be careful. Because when things change, we stay stuck in our emotions. Well, we don't want to do anything. We're frustrated. We're angry. Just stuck. And we're constantly complaining. So like you expressed, Trace, it's like really recognizing these emotions, but coming up with a plan as it relates to how to move forward. So we have to show up, show up within these relationships and say, hey, what do you feel that we need to do different? So I like that. And a lot of times when we're um, in relationships, we have to recognize what are the intentions Um, because everyone is here in your life for a season. um, And so what is the intention with that person? Is that intention to um, just have a Valentine's Day? You know, is that the intention? Because if that's the intention, then the love is going to show up a little differently Mm -hmm. Um, versus, okay, um, we're just dating and we're going to see where it goes versus. I'm intentional about having this person as a spouse. So those also kind of impact how um, you respond to your spouse and understand your spouse's love language or your partner's love language, excuse me. Um, So I think that that's important as well. And, you know, we don't ask those questions. Those questions are very important. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're just together just to spend time for Valentine's Day, then we know what the outcome is. But sometimes we're afraid to ask those questions because we don't want to know the outcome. Correct. But it's very important to know the outcome. We need to know where we're going. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times within relationships, we're not for sure where we're going. And we don't ask the questions because we're afraid. Correct. That fear will keep you quiet and we need that communication. <laughs> and you need yeah. it. You need it. And even though we talk about communication, that is verbal communication is nonverbal communication. So I can go home and I can say some things without even opening my mouth. And you know exactly how I feel. You know exactly what I want done (laughs) when I want it done. So having um, nonverbal expressions of love. Okay. How do you do 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 an act of service nonverbally with your partner? Mm -hmm. Well, you just do it, right? I'm just asking the question. An act of service, yeah. non-verbal. If you, if my 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 partner's love language is acts of service, okay, I got one. Okay, I got one right now. <laughs> is on the snow day when I know that I eventually have to get up and go to work. Okay, uh-huh. and that person goes down and starts up their car and wipes off their car in the snow and everything. Go ahead and wipe off my car too. Okay. Go ahead. That That is an act of, listen, you know that I also have to leave eventually. Go ahead and wipe off my car, too. I appreciate that. 
I, I asked that question because um, we're, we're talking at a level where like the days are okay and we're talking, but some households, we're not talking. I still love them. Mm-hmm. You know, so how can I express love when I really don't want to talk to you, but I, I still love you? Mm-hmm. So when you said that, like, okay, if I go do that, you know, you know, like, yeah, she mad, but she ain't that mad. <laughs> you know, and, and that's still good. So you still can love even when y'all, you know, he's Mars and you Venus. Is, oh, that's the planet, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. If it's like that, you know, still it, it, it's, still, it's still ways out there to, um, to get through when it's, when it's hard. You can still love a person. You can still show them love. And we just used active service. So how would you? Um, do quality time without saying a word. <laughs> For me, it's just sitting down on the couch and knowing that I like my feet rubbed, even though that you may not like touching feet. <laughs> but I know, you know, I know that you like, I like my feet rubbed. I'll go ahead and rub my feet. Okay. It's okay. So you got quality time and touch. You like me. I'm greedy. I have lo- I got about four long language going around <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> So really, like showing up and doing yeah, those things, showing up. Yeah, definitely. That's how you show up. That's yeah. definitely how you show up. Yeah, and not communicating, just going ahead and doing them because you know that's something that they like. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it can be hard, um, especially in when we're in a stuck place. Um, and sometimes we may need that um, additional mediator and mm-hmm. making sure that the mediator is can be um, very um, non-biased or non-judgmental. Um, and I think that that kind of speaks a lot to what we do in the field is just working with people and couples through that time of tension. Um, if they are both on the same page of wanting to sustain this relationship or the situation or grow as a person, then that's where we kind of come in and say, okay, well, this is what you're saying. This is what you're saying. How do we compromise and how do we receive criticism enough to help this relationship continue to push forward? Um, and so sometimes we do get to stop points and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Um, there are, there's no relationship that has never had a stop point. Right. So, um, if you're not in stop points then you're not growing. Mm-hmm. So I definitely encourage people that if they recognize that they're at a point where they need more to push on going out. And if they really want to sustain this relationship, going out and getting that additional support and that mediation. I like that. And even um too, and if you're dating, um, engaged is good to get um to learn what you might not know about your partner to get like you get premarital um counseling stuff to help strengthen the relationship that you're in and you as an individual because it's couples work is really individual work come together because the better you make a better couple. Mm-hmm. So you you'll find so much about yourself. And couples, and then you again working on yourself. That self care is so important. Knowing who you are, so when you do get in a relationship, you bring in the best you, meeting the best version of someone else, and then y'all go on your journey together. Just looking at this teamwork, yeah. Teamwork to make the dream. Yeah, yeah. We covered a lot today. Yes, we did. Love is big. Love, love is big. Love is, love is big. Love is big. So just to do it, just to give an overview of what we talked about today, we talked about the five love languages and why is it important to know your love language, you know, things that you can do to determine your love language, and also why it's important to know your partner's love language. 
So I think you did a good job, guys. What's your love language, Miss? Exoservant. Exoservant. Right. Exos. Yes, that's mine. And what's yours, Sasha? Mine is a conglomerate of everything. Oh, no. <laughs> I would say an act of service. Mm-hmm. And yours again, Tracy? Today, mine's going to be physical touch. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be physical touch today, y'all. So. And it's called cool. Intentional. Yeah. Yes. And I think about acts of services, we're counselors, so we, you know, we provide a service. So it's only natural for us to have that as a, as a love language. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for checking in and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you all for joining in. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com backslash Just Me Podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavior health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.